What up, y'all? This is Brittany. I'm Mandisa. And I'm Jamal. And we are your hosts of. We're your hosts of. And we're the host of. Living Millennial. Living Millennial. Living Millennial. A podcast where you'll be hearing three different perspectives and emerging stories from three different millennials on everyday life and trending topics. This episode and the next have been a long time coming, y'all, so we truly thank you for your patience and your continued support. Listen to us chat about the legendary Beyonce shortly after the release of her documentary, Homecoming, which you can still catch on Netflix. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed talking about Queen Bee and Black culture. There was something I was about to say about Beyonce. Y'all say y'all on this mouth like liquor. Y'all say y'all on this mouth like liquor. Like, like, liquor, like, 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 liquor. I'm trying to help you out. (laughs) Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Living Millennial. This is Mandisa. This is Brittany. And this is Jamal. This is episode 11. Brittany, Jamal, how y'all doing? I'm good. I'm so excited. Good, good. A little tired today dealing with the fine grain, but you know we're going to keep it pushing forward. That's right. That's right. That's right. Okay, Brittany, tell us about the topic for today. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so today's topic is a very exciting one because we're going to talk about the very woman who brought us all together. And by us, we mean the three of us. The three of us. Not you, necessarily me, everyone. And Jamal. True. <laughs> well, no. Well, you know what? This like, this woman, she brings the world together. Indeed. Okay? Indeed. She's brought families back together. Ooh. Okay? She did. She did. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> and if our listeners remember... Our second full episode. Right. You know exactly who we're talking about. Beyonce. Ew. So almost a week ago today, uh, B released Homecoming, her special on Netflix covering her Coachella uh, uh, show slash experience from 2018. So just about a year ago, because Coachella is happening now-ish. The first weekend just passed, I believe. It's the first or second weekend? Yeah, I finished the second weekend. Yeah. Oh, I have been it's corrected. It's all over. <laughs> it's over now. It's all over. You know, if, 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 Beyonce, if, if Beyonce isn't there, it's just not our demographic. So I get why you would think that it was still going on. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> For real, though, I, I actually have no idea who headlined this year. Mm, me neither. Uh, Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande. Oh, uh-huh. Did yeah, you? Uh, Childish Gambino. <gasps> he did. Mm. Yep, he was there as well. He gave away like you know he has these new Adidas sneakers, and oh. uh, mm. uh, there was a link for a lot of the people there to get the sneakers and went to the concert and things like that. If I'm remembering that news correctly, but apparently he was pretty great, and uh, Ariana was okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, people, Next. People love Ariana. I love Ariana. She brought out like a lot of old school people, uh, and she brought in Think Out. Uh, Justin Bieber was there the second weekend. Um, Kanye West did his uh, <laughs> Sunday service. Oh, <laughs> oh no, sir! <laughs> yeah. So, so did the act that I know. So did you hear? Did anybody hear that um, Ariana Grande got paid more? a headline than Beyonce? I did hear that, but... Yeah, and then there's conflicting, there's conflicting uh, 
Now report came out, I think the day the Brussels Club was saying that they actually got paid the same and that the weekend got paid more than the both of them Ooh. when he did it. So now it's turned from a Beyonce, Ariana thing to like a male, female thing. And so right. those reports, I don't even know if they're accurate. <laughs> mm. If the True. weekend got paid more than Beyonce, that's crazy. He has a penis. This is true. Yeah. Hashtag. Yeah, the truth of the, the matter out. is, Beyonce never releases how much she's getting paid for anything, so it's all hearsay. You don't she have to. to me. Right, right. Yeah. But at the end of the day, she's good. At the end of the day, yeah, she, she is good. So I have a question for you guys. Mm, Maybe you already know the answer, but <laughs> Jamal, where were you when you first saw Homecoming? Ooh. Live performance by Beyonce uh, at Coachella. Yeah, I was um at home in my living room. Mm. Yes, yes. Okay, on a scale of one to ten, how much did you turn up over those two <laughs> hours? Uh, two. Oh. <laughs> what were yeah, you doing? I mean, shocker, shocker, shocker. I mean, the documentary <laughs> is the, the documentary is ninety eight percent the concert. Yes. True. That's what it is, and I've been watching it all year when I'm bored on YouTube. <laughs> so for me, it wasn't anything. It wasn't anything new. Um, I think the editing was great. It was great to watch how they edited the two shows together so oh, cleanly, yes. and we got shot. And we got shots that we did not get with the live stream, you know. Mm. Um, and so, in regards of uh, you know the editing and you know the camera work and everything like that, like that was amazing to watch. Yeah. Uh, and to hear her commentary, but even her commentary on it, you know, we didn't get to see Beyonce commenting on it. It was a voiceover of Beyonce commenting on things. Mm-hmm. And so it actually wasn't what I expected. I didn't know that it was supposed to be the concert. And I kind of wish they had just said that maybe I'm in the, you know, unpopular, you know, <laughs> thing. But I was like, oh, I've been watching this all year. <laughs> you was like, where's something new? Where's the rest yeah, of it? <laughs> yeah. And so I actually got through half of it and then I was like, okay, I can go to bed and watch this later because I've already seen the concert. That's so um, funny. <laughs> I wish you could see Britney's face. Yeah, okay, Britney, sorry. Tell, <laughs> tell us, Britney, on a scale of one Don't to be ten. sorry. That's your truth. <laughs> <laughs> what was your turn of level on my couch? <laughs> you, know, you know I was at a ten. Well, I started at an eight. Mm. But you took me to a 10. I did. <laughs> D took me to a 10 because D was getting it, okay? Like, I'm I'm not even going to let you answer your own question. <laughs> you were getting it. So, for our listeners out there, Mandisa and I, we, like, made a night of it. We did. We made a night of it. We didn't watch it at 12 a.m. like everybody else did on the exact date, the exact date that it was released, um, April seventeenth. Mm-hmm. But you know, we waited till what that Friday, right, right, the nineteenth. So a couple of the days 19th. later, a few days later, we weren't too far behind. But we, I had to avoid a lot of social media. I, you know what, I didn't avoid a lot of mm-hmm. social media, and I didn't see a lot about um, Beyonce. Only thing that I saw um, up until that point was um, everybody going crazy about her uh like her rendition but that's what people were saying they were like did she just did she just remix the best cookout song of all time like did she just make she did it did she just you know so that's the and only then thing through, that... and then through candy in there too at the end yes. candy. Mm-hmm. It was all 
everything. Yes. So, okay. So that takes me to my point of it all. Yes. Okay. So first point is Mandisa was turning up. So she turned me up. <laughs> Like, I was trying to be all cool at first, but Mandisa was, her I was, arms was up. She was bouncing. She was yes. getting it. Okay, y'all? She was not playing. <laughs> I thought I thought she was there for a second. So, <laughs> um, but second thing is, and I think her, um, you know, remixing those songs or remaking those songs at the end is a direct reflection of exactly what she wanted that documentary to be. And that was a celebration of black history and black mm-hmm. culture. Yes, indeed. And I love that. And that was just the icing on the cake for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it was just, uh, uh, I just, I just love her. You guys, people don't know this. You would never expect. I was not a Beyonce fan all my, like this whole time. But you, wait, you liked uh, Destiny's Child. I loved Destiny's Child. I loved Kelly because Kelly looked like me. Yes. I mean, I wasn't as skinny. Yeah, Kelly me. Kelly was my one from the beginning. I was always into like that brown skin. I was like, yes, Kelly, always. That was my first. Yes. Yes. I'm with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> first love. <laughs> yes, I loved Kelly. I still love Kelly. Um, She just represented so much class to me. Beyonce, I just thought she was weird. I'm like, why does she have to be on all these songs? But her, after her first, <laughs> take her off. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm going to be honest. And the Beehive can listen in. Whoever's a part of the Beehive, they, y'all can say what y'all want to say. I'm it's always, they yeah, always going to say. It's okay. I, I wasn't there from the jump, but I, I, I'm, I got I it together. I wasn't either. I, listen, I'm there with you. I don't think a lot of people were. No, but there, it, were, there were articles. There were articles in the beginning. Like seriously, when Beyonce first woke, um, you got to go back to '99. I think it was 2000 when she dropped "Crazy in Love." 2001. Mm-hmm. Uh, was my freshman year of high school, mm-hmm. and when that song dropped, she was doing something that R&B music wasn't doing at that time. She had this live instrumentation orchestra, you know, like playing these loud horns, and we hadn't heard that yeah. on the radio in a long time in yeah. R&B. So she. She kind of switched up the game and what we were hearing, so it was jolting. And there were so many articles that came out because Ashanti was at the top when Beyonce went solo. And Ashanti was always a solo artist. There were articles and multiple publications talking about me, talking about, we wonder, can Beyonce last in this world with Ashanti? We're voting for Ashanti. Like, there was some. There was a lot of shade coming at Beyonce when she first broke out. Wow. So I think as a I think as a culture, we learned real quick that she was not playing with us. No, not at <laughs> and all. Then we split it. You know, not at all. She released her genius. Like you know, she released her genius because that's when I got stuck on her. Like after Crazy or Dangerously in Love, it was a wrap for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a wrap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. D. Yeah, but I was just like you. I was like, why is she on all these songs? <laughs> <laughs> for real yeah. i mean i think like i've I've never considered ooh, my bad i've never considered myself a part of the beehive i mean i am a fan of beyonce i think she's a dope-ass black woman a dope-ass mother and Amen. to still be exploring and showcasing who she is how she's growing both as a person as an artist as a musician as a wife as a mother as a public figure as she continues to do that i'm like I'll ride your train. Right. Yeah. I might not buy Ivy Park, except for the hat. The hat that she was wearing in the documentary, oh, which yeah. you could, you could have your little puff out in the back. I was like, ooh, <laughs> you might have got me there. That was Ivy Park? I think so, yeah. Mm. I think that's all she was rocking. She was like, if you're going to see me, you're going to see me in my stuff. I know, that's right. 
Yes. I don't really see many people rocking Ivy Park until I until I go to a concert. Right, because I, I mean, is it comfortable? Like, can you actually work out? I, I mean, don't. I have no no one I personally. Think, I think so. My friend Jasmine, uh, who you both met actually, <gasps> you know, uh, Jasmine Mandisa, and then yes. you met at the bar. Uh, Brittany, but yeah, Jasmine oh, yeah. has Ivy Park, and she, you know, it's cute, it's nice, it's comfortable, she'll be rocking it. Yeah. Do you I see? Mean, do you see it a lot in LA? Mm, I don't, you know, right. but I would imagine if I was hanging around more dancers mm. and I was at like those studios, I might see more Ivy Park. Mm. Good point. Good point. That is a good point. I might see more Ivy Park. Yeah. Because I know you know these that everybody wants that. Everybody wants to be the girl that and the guy dancing behind Beyonce. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's like a goal. J Lo and Beyonce. So they get that ice park for sure. I feel like it. I can be talking, but I feel like they get that ice park. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, when it first came out I was like, Excuse me, price tag? You want what? Right, for a T shirt? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like where's the where's the um target prices? <laughs> right. Right. No, we can't we can't mention Target no more. Target's prices are going up. <laughs> they caught That's on. That's real. That's real. Just going in there for deodorant and body wash, you spend fifty dollars. <laughs> Listen, this is that's why I go. This is what I do. I go to Target and Walmart twenty minutes, at least twenty minutes before they close, because I can get in and out. I don't have time to be, you know, Call looking around and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I can get in and out. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's and I've spent. Uh, yeah, yeah. Y'all, y'all take that, listeners. Y'all take that. Um, um, <laughs> but, but so okay, so back definitely back to the we talk about talking, y'all. We gonna talk about that for days. So, but okay, so back to the documentary, y'all. Yes, because I want to say that. So the the first thing that I saw, um, was not the that I saw, but the first thing that I really realized and it really hit me like, okay, this is a huge statement that she's making. It's a very political statement that she's making. Um. Number one was the edits, um, or the, basically the filters that were used in the video, right? And some of the voiceovers that she was using. Um, she had, I believe, it was like Bob Marley that had a voiceover in there. Nina Simone had a voiceover, and they were talking about uh, Malcolm X, and they were talking about, you know, um, issues within Black culture, right, and being discriminated against and fighting. Um, you know, fighting that discrimination, fighting racism. Um, and I just, it took me back to learning about and hearing stories about the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. And it took me back to watching interviews of Nina Simone and Sam Cooke um, and them talking about their experiences um, and particularly their experiences with trying to, um, you know, have a strong political performance that uh, amplifies black voices and mm-hmm. amplifies the burden of um, the burden that is and was uh, being black in America in a very extremely racist society. Um, it took me back there and it just i it just it just hit me like beyonce obviously knows these things and she's using her platform especially at a place like coachella which is i'm gonna unapologetically say white as fuck mm-hmm. okay. appropriation is fuck 
and <laughs> right and oh, and yeah. have a celebration of black people in front of a number of people who are primary examples of what appropriation looks like and she turned that and she celebrated the black culture right all the way down to like the hey, hey, like you know and and the voices of the of the shout out to all the historically black colleges out there hbcus that whole performance yes. was a dedication to y'all HBCUs for sure yes and she celebrated that and she said that in the documentary she celebrated that but i was i was also thinking okay there have been times where there are people in very similar positions as Beyonce in the spotlight, entertainers, and try to make powerful political statements like that and try to celebrate black voices, celebrate black culture, and were threatened, ran out. You know, like it's Colin just Kaepernick comes to mind immediately. Even, yeah, even Colin Kaepernick right now. Like, and for. First of all, for her to be able to do that and and still be celebrated for it, I think that is a huge accomplishment, and that's what I'm most excited about and most proud about, and most excited and like that's why I'm looking forward to continue to talk about Beyonce or continue to talk about the documentary because we are celebrating this big step that she just took, you know, and a big statement she just made. Word. Yeah. Which I also love when the when the camera panned out to the audience that ninety to like ninety five percent of the time, it was either black people or specifically young black women. Yes, yes. Who have been riding with her for like, I don't know, since they could first hear Probably, her. Yes, yes. You right. Um, <laughs> going back to her celebration of HBCUs, I remember I, I tried to rewatch it actually. And I was just overcome with so much emotion that, like, I started tearing up and crying in front of my tea. Like, I'm sitting on the floor just, like, watching this. And, like, I went to an HBCU, which I'm very proud of, in New Orleans of all cities. So it's, like, culture on culture on culture. Um, And I was just overcome with so much. Like, I felt so related to it. And I felt like someone, like, that she was up there for me Mm -hmm. and thinking of like when she brings Solange out and Mm -hmm. like the family aspect of it when Michelle and Kelly come out and you're like oh my gosh like those are her girls from back in the Mm -hmm. day like that's her squad and then you think of like the I don't know 30 to 50 beautiful black people who are on that stage with her the 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 fucking drummer who starts the show off (laughs) which also the first like three minutes of that performance no one said anything. Facts. You hear the drums, and then B and her ladies come out with their um, mm. their costumes as an homage to uh, 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 Nefertiti. Mm-hmm. Um, so going back to like, hello, the first time you see me, you see me as royalty, mm. um, which goes against a lot of what we're taught in our American history classes or U.S. history classes. Uh, the first thing that you learn about or hear about in regards to black people and American history is that we were slaves, mm. which it's like, no, that was a part of the journey that we are still on. But no, we were kings and queens and we were running our own villages and societies and communities and then 
you know, mm-hmm. she hit the major fan. Make that connection, um, please. <laughs> Make that connection. But, <laughs> but when when she comes out with her badass dancers and they are li- they are just giving it to you for like three minutes and she says nothing. She does a costume change before she even starts singing. I think no 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 no. Wait, did she? Yeah, she comes out and in her as a queen, Nefertiti, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and then she goes. They have the whole you know intro for like I don't know, it felt like five minutes, maybe <laughs> a little bit short of that. Uh-huh. And then she comes up. She comes up the uh, out of the elevator, top of the stairs, in the yellow sweatshirt. That's and right. Mm-hmm. Because she was walking, y'all, and I said this, D. I said, listen, all she gotta <laughs> do is walk for me. I I don't even have to hear her yep. sing again. All she gotta do is walk. Right. All she has to do is walk. That's yeah. right. Oh my! I was already in awe. Yes, just like her music. I forgot the first album. Was that Sasha Fierce that she did that with? Where she did she did no press. She just released the album. No, that was Lemonade. Oh no, no, no! That was that was Lemonade was the second one. The that first one she did the random release was Beyonce. Oh right, right, True. right, 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 right. That was Halo the first on it. midnight mm. release. And she did it again with Lemonade. But we had a little preview with Lemonade because the HBO had that one little preview of, you know, the image of her with the braids right. and the camera coming up. We were like, what is that? What is that next Sunday? What is, what is, what is the movie? Right. And we found out it was a whole movie and an album. And we were, it's just crazy. I just love it. Right. You know what I loved about this performance? I grew up in, I was born in Baltimore, raised in the D.C. area. And so I grew up around a handful of HBCUs. Um, so you have Morgan State in Baltimore, you have Howard University, you have mm-hmm. Bowie University right down the street, and there were two hours from Hampton University. And then my area where I grew up being, you know, predominantly black in high school, I went on, I was part of this little high school fraternity mm-hmm. sorority called mm-hmm. Bob Duke Brothers and Sisters United. Shout out to all y'all. We still live. All right, great. Awesome. And, uh, and so we went on a black college school. And so we went down the East Coast, down to the South Coast, to all the HBCU, from D.C. all the way down to uh, uh, Florida. And so, you know, I grew up, you know, very aware of historically black colleges. Uh, The Battle of the Bands would take place at RFK Stadium in D.C., which a lot of the HBCUs would come, and that's when the marching band comes out. And basically, Beyonce's performance, that's what happened. She mentioned in the... the, uh, documentary as well just remembering watching the battle of the bands i remember being mm. in the stadium and then i used to work at the stadium too when the battle of the bands was just something that i just loved and just the beat of the drums you know when you're when you're when you're when you're black like you just know that the, the drum is so important to the heartbeat of black people and mm. just that whole intro and that whole uh tribute to historically black colleges that have taken it itself because uh, you know, historically black colleges have lost funding, and you know, uh, some of the candidates out there right now are talking about more funding to go to historically black colleges, yes. and you know, we need to push our youth to go to historically black colleges as well. There's just so much wealth and uh, education and culture and history that exists within those institutions, right. so that was just an amazing statement that she was making that's really, really huge and super political, and I think people should be thinking about it, and I think they are, and let us not forget we're talking about the Beyonce who said, I want an all-girl band and did it, you yeah. know, always mm-hmm. repping for women, you know. We're talking about the Beyonce that did formation, mm-hmm. um, fighting against police brutality. We're talking about Beyonce who not only did Super Bowl, but came back the next year in all black with her squad. Right. Give a shout out to the Black Panthers and what we need to do as a people to stand up yep. at the freaking Super Bowl. 
Bowl. Mm-hmm. And let us remember, Beyonce does this, her and Jay-Z does this, but they do get backlash, you know? When the mm-hmm. formation happened at the Super Bowl, there was a lot of backlash. Mm-hmm. And what I love about Beyonce and Jay-Z, Jay-Z is that as they have come up in their careers, they have never stopped repping for their people and yeah, talking yeah. about what needs to happen and using their platform, as you said, Brittany, and that said as well, to force change in our communities. They're doing a lot, and I think it's so powerful and beautiful image for us to look to not because of the money not because of the superstar but just because no matter where you are there's something you can be doing for your community yeah you have no matter where you are and i think that's something that i don't want to get lost but beyonce is this amazing thing but as she said in the documentary she said i'm human i work my ass off they work their ass off there's these things that we see you see the end product and you know you know mandisa you know this from a show from working in from working in show business too that the beginning of the process does not look like the one that you know, <laughs> and sometimes and sometimes when the lights come up that's not what it looked like the night before we were about to open right and so there's a lot of work that goes into the fiance that we see and i think what she tries to remind us in these vulnerable moments in the documentary is that i'm just like you yeah i'm putting in the work and you can too yeah right? yeah and i love that well there was one part to you um you you touched on this a little bit but there was one part where you know some I remember someone being like uh, I don't know if it was on the documentary I can't think about it or if it was an interview that I had saw um but someone had mentioned you know just how Beyonce is like she's a re- that performance was a reminder basically of um the amount of resiliency um that we have in the black culture um and it's also a reminder like oh yeah like being black is pretty dope <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But going but definitely going back to the resiliency, like I really feel like I was thinking about this earlier and I'm like, I think when people look at Beyonce or people like Beyonce, like, you know, who have a huge platform, particularly black women or any other black women in the spotlight, you know, and they see resiliency and they see excellence and they see empowerment and all that other shit, right? Um, which they're not wrong. They're absolutely right. You know, we, we all, they all, you know, um, are composed of those things. Right. But we may not realize though, that resiliency, particularly for black people, I believe, I strongly believe that resiliency and the fire to keep going and, and, you know, the, the, the fight to stand up and stay up that's passed down to us from generation after generation after generation it really is and like that power that that we have um is it's not of our own you know it's in our blood so that performance I truly believe was a reminder um for us as black people as well as being educational for other races for non-black persons um it's particularly people who we know the saying, right? People love black culture. They don't love black mm. people. Well, you wouldn't have black culture without black people. Right. And you wouldn't have the black culture that we have now without the resiliency that we carry, um, which again comes through our history, comes from, you know, being lifted up despite the historical trauma that that is that's being passed down as well. Um, but we fight through that. We live through that. So that's another thing that I was just thinking about, um, you know, even just so now I've transitioned from 
watching the documentary now i'm stuck on the out the live album mm-hmm. right <laughs> on repeat yeah so even even listening to the live album and she still has those voiceovers um you know where she's talking about basically her reasoning for having a performance that she did um and you know that 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 sticks with me and it makes me feel um, excited and it, it really throws me back to the times where I was going to you know uh, junior high and middle school or going to parties um, at my one of my best friends colleges because she had she went to a bigger university than me it was like mm-hmm. 30 minutes from the little college I was at and we would go to the you know to the frats and and the black rats we would go to the <laughs> we would go to their um you know to their parties and stuff and so all the hey, 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 hey like all that just took me right back you know what i'm saying while i'm listening to the album and I, it just it makes me the proudest um you know just to be a part of this beautiful strong um unapologetic and just resilient i keep going to keep saying resiliency yeah. but i don't care resiliency <laughs> i'm gonna name this resilience re- resiliency or something um <laughs> resiliency <laughs> resi- um but you know it just makes me proud to to come from a culture like this and i think that was her intention for sure yes indeed and twofold one thing that is making me think about is hbcus were born out of resiliency Mm-hmm. we weren't allowed to go to PWIs. So we're like, okay, we still want an education. Let's build our own. Let's make something for ourselves. And just like there are, um, there's legacy students at, you know, Harvard, Yale, blah, blah, blah. You can be a legacy student at an HBCU. Like that's a family thing. Mm-hmm. And even though um, Beyonce was saying that she, of course, because she started her career very young she never went to college but she was always on uh the college campus of the nearby hbcu i forget the name somewhere in texas near houston whatever it's called houston. Um, <laughs> um that you know going and being around that and how important that was but also i've been reading um this book black girl magic no 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 no, no. i lied it's about and filled with hella black romantic, but it's called <laughs> Black Girls Rock. <laughs> oh yeah, and you yeah. all might remember the um, uh, the 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 conference mm-hmm. that was what was that 2015? Mm-hmm. I want to say somewhere around there, uh, where like Michelle Obama was mm-hmm. a speaker and like so many prolific um, black women, and both Beyonce and Solange are mentioned in this book, and one of the things that they talk about beyond. Um, resilience because they have articles and and snippets from a bunch of black women from different sectors Um, some business moguls athletes uh, artists yada 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 Um, and one of the things that they talk about also is the the black community and how um, how we also affirm each other and like the very uh, black girl magic ways of like okay queen like all right I see you and just like these little things and, and quips that we do to mm-hmm. encourage each other and show each other love and support each other and to be to be in a room with so many dope ass talented creatives and Beyonce mm-hmm. like how 
I can't even fathom yes. the the energy and just like wanting to go hard to because you've proven by that point you've proven that you belong in that room and now it's just like let's show out let's all be swaggy and dope and let's put on this performance <laughs> yeah. for the culture but also for us mm-hmm. yeah yeah I'm with you I was thinking about that too like damn to be in that room Ooh. full of Ooh. creators like the parts that they would you know would show them um you know rehearsing mm-hmm. and and um or even just freestyling I like I was filling up with like excitement because yeah. as a creative to be surrounded even to be sitting next to just one other creative to me sometimes overwhelming like (laughs) so because it's so exciting but damn to be in a room full of nothing but creatives and not only that but like creatives in different fields and different sectors like that everybody does the same thing right like wow and look what happens when that look what happens when that happens right <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Right. like like everybody is in in all so i'm gonna say this listeners support your local creators boom <laughs> definitely support your black creators um and creatives because you know that's that's creating fills us with joy yes and i felt that i feel that in the album and I felt that for sure in the performance. Right. Um, and to to be able to to do that um, and really to make the, to be honest, to make a, a world full of people <laughs> feel <laughs> something, you know, like that's the creative's ultimate goal a lot of times. Um, not to just have themselves feel, right? Not to just release themselves, but sometimes just to have somebody else feel what you're feeling, have somebody else be excited like you are, um, you know, or feel empowered like you are. Right. And I think that's that's such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing for right. sure. And even to know that like maybe you all have shared similar painful experiences, but it's like, you're not the only one. I hear you. I listen to you. And also I got a song for you about it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just thought it was beautiful. Yeah, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. And you know what I keep learning too, and I always believe this because you know it's fun to put celebrities on these pedestals, but they're they're human too. And mm-hmm. I'm we're learning more and more about Beyonce. You know, she had a, a uncle who was gay who you know lost the battle mm-hmm. um, when the AIDS epidemic was going through America, America here mm-hmm. in the states. And you know, she's very. And I mentioned that that she's actually closer to a lot of our stuff than I think we can see when we just see celebrity. And so I'm glad that she's opening up and sharing her personal experiences and we're seeing how, you know, she doesn't look that different than us at all, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's exactly what you're saying, uh, the two of you, is that I'm grateful that she shares it because, you know, the, the greatest thing about going to a Beyonce concert and you know we've been (laughs) and being in that room is that it's a community thing like she's well aware that I'm not here without y'all you know like the ego and the confidence of that walk that's for fun you know but like she's super humble and realizing that wow the fact that I'm in this stadium and we are doing this together I'm I'm here to entertain you but I do this because you all give me so much I have nothing to give if it wasn't for you all and that energy just with everything that we do um, as black people I think we should always remember that 
we're a community and we should be looking to each other for support and yeah. shoulders to lean on and coming up in whatever field you're in, whatever school you're at. Like, you have to remember to look to the left and look to the right. Easton Ray said that, and a lot of other people say that too. Look to your left and look to your right. Those are your resources. Yeah. To your left and to your right. That part. And so don't, so, so remember that. Remember that. Uh, and I'm so glad that she continues to share this because it's truly inspiring. No matter what you're doing, you can be going to the courtroom, put on some Beyonce, and get riled up. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you still get you ready for whatever game you're going after. Yes. And uh, I think that's a beautiful thing, a beautiful connection to have. Yeah, because I definitely have to. Let me tell you something. I have to turn her off at work. Because mm. I turn her off, be twerking in a chair. Mm. I'm like, uh uh-uh, uh, this ain't ready. But to go along with what you're saying, though, with, you know, just her using her platform to, um, you know, to really, uh, actually, basically, she's being a resource. That's what I think. She's, she realizes not only that, you know, it's her, it's, it's people who've supported her that got her there, but I think she, she realizes the position that she's in and the, and how much she can help other people. So, Uh like, I bet you a number of those people who are on that stage, put Beyonce's name on their resume so fast, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and are now, you know, probably working on other shows or, you know, or doing other things. Some of them are probably inspired to start businesses themselves. You just never know. Um, You know, they, I'm sure they inspire one another, but also, you know, I I feel like she realized, okay, it, it doesn't have to be just me at the top. Right. Right. Yeah. And also going back to, them now having known a wider group of uh, other black artists and creators, mm-hmm. they are their own resources. Mm-hmm. So whether whether they do another thing with Beyonce or not ever in their life, mm-hmm. they now have this larger community of dancers, singers, musicians that they can lean on and be like, hey, I got a show or I have an idea. Yeah. This dude can do yeah. these sort of moves. Let yeah. me see about hiring him. Let's get this cash in yeah. all of our pockets. Yeah. Yeah. Because that builds motherfucking community. Okay. And also capital within the black communities. Yeah. I've been reading up on some finance stuff. Clearly. So. Listen, everything <laughs> I say these days, Mindy's the one to talk about investing in it. <laughs> She's already ready I'm to go. I'm on it. I'm trying She's... to set myself up for a nice retirement. She's ready to go. Yeah. But yeah, the, the documentary definitely set me back. It also reminded me. Okay. So for those of you who know, um, actually, anyway, I'm. I am a what folks would call like an activist, right? Mm-hmm. I call myself a black activist, mm-hmm. but I remember the time where I um, like officially started in my mind, officially started my black activism, and that was after I saw Twelve Years a Slave, and I remember mm-hmm. being like, uh, uh-uh. uh, yeah, like I just I remember it just really hitting me, you know, just the truth of our history. I've always known, but like for some reason that movie just just dumped me in my head like mm. like hey girl no this 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 is this is real <laughs> hey girl. right hey girl, <laughs> hey girl this this shit really up but um and um I, what was what was my point i forgot what my point was because i started thinking about 12 years of slave again uh, oh uh, <laughs> i started, I started replaying the movie back in my head but um oh you're awakening as a black activist 
Yes. Okay, sure. So, <laughs> so I had that. I remember just, you know, looking at that and watching that and being like, okay, I got to get out in these streets. I got to go beyond, you know what I'm saying? Just having conversations at home. I got, it has to go beyond, it has to go outside of the house. Right. And I wanted to educate myself a little bit more, all those things. And, um, I really hope that something like this is, could be a push for other people to do the mm-hmm. same thing. Um, and a push for people like, just because there was a number of things that she, you know, she kept going back to our history. She kept talking about, um, you know, um, how historically black women feel discriminated against. And we know that we're discriminated against, right. And we feel left behind and we feel forgotten about, um, you know, she, she, you could tell she just kept going back to our history and that could be a big reason why, you know, she does what she does. Um, and I just, I just thought that was Anyway, the dopest, dopest <laughs> thing, because um, it's also a good time to talk about, um, you know, it's it's a good transition to talk start talking about historical trauma, right? It's a good transition to start talking about, you know, the things that we know, the things that we do not know. Mm. Um, I keep going back to the voiceovers, but I still, I mean, the fact that she used, you know, a line uh, from uh, an interview that Nina Simone did years ago, like, I just thought that was the dopest thing ever um because some folks are just starting to learn more and more about Nina Simone Nina Simone and particularly the how political she really started to become um shit even Prince Mm. even Prince you know and um and I just I, I just love her I just love influences I love positive influences and I just I just love it all. I'm just so overwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, have some water. Have some water. I need to Pick pee. Up. Have some water. <laughs> I need to pee. But I just overall I just think that, you know, just just going back to our history and thinking back of, you know, just how how much how tough it could have been if she would have done this, something like this, or if anyone would have done something like this just only 50 years ago 60 years ago you know what i'm saying mm. like she would have gotten even more backlash than she did with formation but she continues to do it right, right? you just said that jamal like she's done she's done a number of performances where she has been very political and she gets all the backlash but she keeps coming harder and harder stronger stronger and she's now she's celebrated for it like you know what i'm saying meek mill like and other people are following behind her meek mill had a strong performance too i think was it the at Coachella? No, the or, was it the Grammys the the performance where he uh, had the um in the back of him on the projector he had like faces and pictures of I people. I can't help you out on this one. Me neither. <laughs> oh, dang. Yeah, if it was the Grammys, but I, I love what Meek is doing with Prison Perform. I think he's mm-hmm. definitely doing great things in the community. Um, yeah, and, you know Jay Z um, as well with Meek and some other heavy hitters in the game are teaming up. Uh, now together to do a mentorship program for mm. young men in communities and so there's some great things they're doing for sure yeah and I think that's beautiful because it also shows how far we've come we have a lot of work to do y'all we still have a lot of work to do as a black community we have a lot of work to do as to be seen as equals right um but um and shit, we got a lot to do work to do in ourselves too <laughs> but um it just I, for me it just I see how far we've come. Right. I can see, um, you know, just 
the the proof in our community right now, the proof in the conversation that we're having right now of our resiliency is here. Word. You know, it's 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 right here. But I I feel like the wave for Beyonce, like pro Beyonce versus con Beyonce, is always going to be bigger than the wave against her. Facts. Always. So like she's always going to be on a yacht and the haters are going to be on surfboards. Surfboard. (laughs) Surfboard. Surfboard. Um, Grain on the wood. Grain, grain on that wood. I also. Beyonce's a freak. I was just about to say, speaking of sexy mom, um. She gave birth to twins, like, a year before this performance. I think, yeah, it was, like, June 2017. Oh, yeah, because she was supposed to perform yeah, when she was pregnant. Yeah, at that Coachella. Yeah, and then yeah. she was like, mm, no can do. Kind of yeah. got these little humans in my tummy. <laughs> and so she had the twins summer of 2017, which was also unexpected, she said. And I was like, unexpected until you got the sonogram. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What? (laughs) Um, But having twins and then jumping into rehearsal four months after that, because they did an eight-month rehearsal process, I think, of like four months of building and four months of actually like Mm -hmm. grinding. She was not playing. So four months after that, and then... A year later, and like granted, Beyonce has a squad. Homegirl has a team of she people does. helping I, her. Funny little story I never told you guys. I used to work for Beyonce and her people for like a month. I'm sorry. I'm what? sorry. I am sorry, <laughs> sir. You repeat that again for me, please. I used to work for Beyonce and her team for a month, but I've never met Beyonce. Yeah. And uh, hopefully, I don't have the. People coming for me. I signed the NDA, so I gotta watch what I say. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, clean. my side job, I clean, and uh, so I was cleaning for her offices. This is before. This is when she was gonna be doing Coachella the first time, and before oh. the Grammys, when she did the lean back and the chair and everything. And so uh, they were preparing for that Grammy performance, and I believe Coachella as well, because I was gonna be working with them for up into that time period. I knew I was gonna be doing. Let me tell you, this team. I'm stuck. 
but <laughs> I can't believe you were holding that. You were holding on to that. This right for this I moment. literally, I literally forgot. See, that's why I'm not in the beehive. I think she's wonderful, but because <laughs> mm-hmm. listen, I because somebody could forgot. be like, somebody would be like, "Hey, how's your day?" I used to work for Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> Does you? <laughs> I used to work with Beyonce. <laughs> a week yeah. later, mm-hmm. I was working with Beyonce. That's for real. But <laughs> she has a squad. She has a team. So going back to like her popping back after having twins, that's amazing. And then the little part in the in the movie documentary, whatever genre you want to throw it under film she when she fit into her old costume i don't know from what oh, show that was she was, so but yeah. she was she was so excited she facetimed jay he was like cool i know oh. <laughs> <laughs> just, and then she said she said just wanted to share bye. right didn't even say bye like, somebody oh. just hung up right just wanted to share yeah Clearly, Dang. she was well, talking about that diet, though. She didn't eat nothing but kale. She, what she couldn't eat no dairy, carbs, no sugar, <sighs> no sweet, mm-hmm. no sugar is meat, no, 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 no. What she didn't eat no, nothing. She ate fruits mm-hmm. and vegetables, which is yeah. I mean, amazing. They taste. She didn't good, drink. But, oh yeah, just water, fruits, yeah, vegetables, that's, and water. That's important. She didn't drink. Which I mean, <laughs> that's. <laughs> That's nutrients, that's some fiber, that's vitamins, but damn. And to be working, like, rehearsing that hard, putting your body through that, Mm -hmm. and really not fueling it in that way. Like, of course, like, yes, she lost buku weight. But she also toned up. But also, that is an insane diet. But seeing that when she came out in, I mean, in both both sets both weekends shorts. with the booty shorts mm, and mm, she mm. clearly has a little bodysuit on underneath mm. and those abs are flat right. as a washboard here's the thing so i was like why does she have on that that um top under the crop top hoodie like oh i'm like oh maybe she's hiding some scars or something like what's the problem that. until until they cut to the clip where she had a crop top on and nothing i said if she uh, queen yeah maybe her mic yeah that's like a little trick that she does she always has on she's talked about this before she always has on two pairs of fishnets underneath whatever she's Mm -hmm. um wearing just because it keeps everything and uh, it's like a little a dancer trick you know it keeps everything Mm -hmm. in place so to speak um that just moving around and everything that just sound real hot but hey, and sweaty. That's why she had them fans in the places that don't. Yeah, J Lo, J Lo does that's it true. too. If you watch J Lo too, she always has uh, fishnets on. You can't see them because they're nude. I know right. this, and I'm the I'm the guy on the paw. <laughs> but J Lo also always has on two pairs of like Britney Spears as well. Like a lot of stars. Mm, yeah. yeah, that just sounds hot sense. and like a lot of friction. I'm just nah. thinking as the as the no. I feel like they'd be smooth. Cause all yeah, then, but then you put the jeans on top of that. Up against you. Do you, what? What'd you say? It's better than like because fabric can move like you know easily past each other and things like that. Right. But if you're doing a, a a set, like if I'm doing a set for that long and I'm sweating and I'm sticking to myself, like that's uncomfortable. But fabric would just slide, you know. Right. Especially, and, yeah. And be cooling because it wicks away moisture yeah. as well. I mean, right. I'm sh- okay, okay. I'm just thinking of you know in the area. Oh, but also especially with jeans on top of that. That's like, why I never understood. Whenever I see people running or at the gym or hiking with jeans, jeans on, I'm girl, like, what the? F- did you plan to that. do this? I don't get that. <laughs> or 
or cargo pants <laughs> or shorts. <laughs> I just don't understand the I'm, denim and the heat. I mean, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I, I get the dedication, you know, get in where you fit in. But, ugh, Please the chafing, <laughs> the chafing is what's getting in. <laughs> but Nasty. even with those, I'm sure she got some. Um, I hope so. You know, because, you know, she been doing this. I hope so. Because <laughs> I just be two fishnets. I'm like, oh, you chopping that pussy up. <laughs> sorry, mom. <laughs> Grandma, sorry. But um, nah, she looks snatched after having twins. She looks twins, so good. Which yeah. is amazing. And the fact that like she is still diving deeply into her sexuality as a mom. Even with like Blue, Blue was there. Like Blue was watching some of her rehearsals. Like this is, you know, the age of the internet. All of this stuff is going to be easily uh, uh, findable Mm -hmm. in the internet. So, like, whenever Blue, I'm sure Blue uses the internet. She probably got a little iPad or something. (laughs) (laughs) That, you know, she can look up these things and to be a mom and so um, confident in your sensuality Mm -hmm. and to be a positive example for your kids when when they come of age to, like, talk about and or, Mm -hmm. you know, like, learn of these things. Um, to be mm. like, yes, I'm in a I'm in a marriage that requires some things, and also, um, as I work through things, like my sexuality is a part of this. Mm-hmm. Like I'm Beyonce. <laughs> you think yeah. I don't be twerking on a dick? Come on! Oh my goodness! Man, yes, your sexuality queen. and your body is nothing to be ashamed of. You know what I mean? Right. Like that's a beautiful thing to have your daughter there while you're doing your business and while you're being you, because it's you know so much regulation of images of women and you know what's proper and what's not proper what's scandalous what's not what's right. the what's the slut and what the regal woman like michelle right. obama got so much black for showing her shoulder right you know what i mean like, and so like i think it's so powerful beyonce having her daughter be a part of what she's doing and mm-hmm. her celebrating her body and being challenged with you know health and things like that after having children like having her daughter be there with her and say hey baby we are going to do this i love myself you should love yourself like self-esteem like that's going to put so much confidence in blue as she grows and her right. two other children what's their name sir and Rumi. Rumi well, what's her name? And Rumi Rumi Car- i don't know the weird thing sir Carter, but you know this weird space i love how jamal started off strong and he started <laughs> off like being like started with oh you know when she released dangerous in love in 2001 but you started off real strong with all the all the b business and now we didn't forgot the baby's names <laughs> yeah I, I don't know the babies i don't know who they kids i'm like i'm like i'm honestly letting them be private because that's what they want so i'm right. not the one on the internet trying to like find those pictures that leaked of the friends i did not go looking for them like a lot of people did i'm like yo those kids like you want them private let them be private exactly right yeah yeah, yeah. but also going back to like body positivity body confidence when going back to the opening when those dancers come out and they got that one bare leg Mm, and that that one little booty cheek popping Mm -hmm. out and it's amazing Uh because it's like okay one we gonna show off but two as we do this two hour show Mm -hmm. our bodies are working that part like yeah, they have their breaks built in because two hours nonstop is yeah like that's a lot for any human. Yeah. Um, although they are all seemingly superhuman, um, <laughs> but for their bodies to be working for and with them 
and then so beautiful and fine. I'm like, oh, and in so everybody many different was, sizes. I was like, oh, everybody girl. was fine. I need to be on the Beyonce squad workout plan. That part, okay. But everybody was fine in that. Yes, in that show, like yes, all of them. <laughs> I was, I was like, remember we were saying that, especially when they were in her. I was like, damn, do they all yes. gotta be fine? Do they all? Must they all? Shit. Well, they black, so it's cool. But you know, it comes with the territory. <laughs> it come with it. We just fine. But just overall, I'm, I'm, um, it was even. I don't even know what to expect, honestly, before I watched it. But I'm, I'm very glad that um, I saw when I did. Um, right. I'm just, I'm overall, I'm, I am, um, just very proud. I was very proud to watch it as a black woman. Indeed. You Me know, too. not just as a black person, but as a black woman, I was proud to watch it. Um, and I felt related to. Um, which typically I don't look to movies or Netflix to feel related to. Right. Um, but I definitely did. And that was a shock for me. Um, and it took me back. There was definitely moments of nostalgia. Of course, I'm sure that's why she was playing out them songs, singing out them songs. <laughs> um, but it was good. So I have a question for you guys. Mm. What's your favorite Beyonce song? No, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I can't, <laughs> Because I can't answer that as a favorite song. Which is your favorite Beyonce album? Beyonce album. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I need a minute as I pull up the <laughs> list. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say four. Ooh, oh yes, Jamal. Right? Because I love. Okay. I love the unpopular things. I think that you know. I think. Beyonce is singing her ass off on that album. I think mm-hmm. all the records are wonderful. You know, Four is where we got Party off of that album, yeah. uh, which is oh. a which is a huge hitter there. Um, we got uh, Love on Top off of that album. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, is that off of Four? That is off of Four, isn't it? Love on Top. See, now I'm getting the albums mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Love on Top, Love on Top off of Four as well, and that's before she had Blue. And, that's when she was um, pregnant, yeah. You know, and uh, yeah, I think that's a great album. The uh, the uh, what do you call those tracks that are you know special? Deluxe, additional, yeah, deluxe, yeah, yeah. He has some great, you know, uh, what do you call them? Extra songs <laughs> that uh, I love. Dance oh. for You was on that album. I care. Countdown. Yeah, Food and Life is the song I was talking about. Food and Life is the record. That Ooh. was, uh, you know, on the deluxe album that was released. But Food and Life is a great record. Beyonce mm. has tracks that we have never, hundreds of tracks we have never heard. Let me tell you mm-hmm. something. She, she's great at what she does. Yes. She yeah, is. so I would, say four, I would say Four is my favorite album. Four is your favorite? Okay. Mm. Do you need a little more time? I do. You go, you go. So my, first of all, I love them all. <laughs> but I would say the top one for me only because... I just go in on every last song is Beyonce. Oh, wait. Okay. What were the, so Beyonce had pretty hurts, drunk in love. Oh, Beyonce has super blow. Beyonce has superpower, which was with Frank ocean. Um, partition. Yeah. Partition. And it had mine. Oh, but it had, that's where I was going with it. 
but it had Rocket. Oh. And let me tell you something. I always knew that Beyonce was a freak, right? I always but knew that Beyonce was a freak. Rocket sold it. But Partition and Rocket, I was like, oh, she ain't nothing to play with. Like, <laughs> like, like she probably, she ain't nothing to play with at all. So, yes, Beyonce. Man, but she, she, she ain't talking about nothing. None of everything. She's talking about an orgasm and having sex in the car. He said, everybody no, does that. No, listen, <laughs> it's the way it's so funny. It's the way that she does it. Like forty-five minutes to get all dressed up, and we ain't even gonna make it to this club. Like, come it took on. her. It took her longer hey. than forty-five minutes. Come on, right? Wasn't, wasn't that from? Like, no, I'm just giving y'all. You no. so silly. You so silly. You so silly. <laughs> But you see what I'm saying? Like, or is even surfboard? Come on, watermelon. Oh, watermelon. Come on. Stuff like this, little things. Because not only did it, obviously, you know, obviously her freak came, her freak was really out there, right? Yeah. It was super duper release. But she wrote those songs. So it said a lot about her songwriting skills. Mm, I mean, every, every her song vulnerability. Does, but yeah, it's a lot artist. about that. Like, damn, she, and her versatility. Wait, how many songs did she write on that album? Um, Mandisa, I mean, not Mandisa. Why'd I call you Mandisa? Jamal. I, was, I thought she was about to ask Beyonce you writes most, a lot of her songs. Um, You know, Lemonade had over 100 writers on it, right? There was a huge Which article cool. about it. Okay, that's cool, but and also, but, but also, but also, lemonade, uh, lemonade had poets on it, and she was pulling stuff from a whole bunch of people on lemonade. Yes, but it's a number of her songs. Like she definitely had a hand in drunken love and partition. Hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. And she wrote most, especially her her first album. She wrote most of those albums. Ain't she in love? She wrote that. Yeah, she does. She does. She does right. She does right. I'm not saying she doesn't right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. So she a freak. All I'm trying to say is she a freak. Okay? All I'm trying to say. I'm trying to, say right. I'm trying to get on Beyonce's freak level. <laughs> Damn, I'm sorry, mom. I'm sorry. Yo, okay. I think the album for me, <laughs> yeah, that like I on. like and could probably play, and just like let it go, mm-hmm. is B Day. Like Bass got Kitty Cat. Ring the alarm. That's because you were freaked too. Yeah, yes. that's a good album. <laughs> you would, you would say kitty cat. <laughs> uh, 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 I like check on it every now and then. Yeah, every now and then. Watch and watch. Cause what movie? You know, remember what movie that was from? A movie? Yeah. No. Remember she? Well, she was in Pink Panther. I never saw that. <laughs> Jamal, you seen Pink? Show's Panther? over. <laughs> well, have I seen what? You saw Pink Panther. With, uh, yeah, I saw that. See? Okay, well, let's just add it to my list of <laughs> oh, <laughs> all yeah. the movies oh, I've yeah. never seen. Indisa was deprived. I then, <laughs> but give me body like yes. that. Yeah. Anytime it come, anytime it comes on, I'm dancing. I don't. I don't have a favorite anymore. I like four, but I like all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a favorite anymore. <laughs> yeah, I love them. I love them all too. But I feel like the one that that I could like feel the most mm. was. The one I could really feel the most, honestly, was um, I Am Sasha Fierce. That's the one I, I couldn't really get into. Really? You wasn't yeah. going through nothing then. You wasn't going through nothing. Because of the first time. side of the CD? Huh? Because of the first side of the CD? The first side of the CD. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, you know, that that album has two, two yes, parts. Yes, it does. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's like Beyonce and then it's Sasha, Sasha Fierce. Yeah. Basically, oh, right, right. yeah. Yeah, I yeah I could sing my little heart out with, with 
I Am Sasha first. Oh. Yeah, I like it all the way through. I like the pop hitters. I, I just love, go back and listen to it, Mandisa. Go back and listen to it. Mm. Oh, word. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go back and listen to it. Go back yeah. and, because I know when that album came out, we just wanted the Sasha Fierce side of Beyonce. And so the other side of the album, not many of us listen to. We just think about the, the radio hits, which are, which are all from the second side of the album. Mm-hmm. But, you know, go back and listen. You might, you might It might resonate with you the same or it might resonate with you differently. Ooh. Now, you know what? You right, Jamal. I think it. I think it'll hit you differently this time. <laughs> I think it'll hit you a little so, different this time around. Okay. Yeah, you might not have been I going am, through a lot of something. Yeah, yeah. two thousand eight. Nah. Yeah, you weren't going through I that at that time. No. Mandisa is younger than I keep forgetting Mandisa is younger than us. By a couple years. Get, I know, but eighteen body. and sixteen is drastic, Uh-oh. you know. You're right. I wasn't yeah, you were still, you were still in high school when I came out, wasn't you? Right. Who? Yeah. Mandisa? Yeah. Mandisa. Yeah. You were still in high school. <laughs> I so I was like, yeah, I was going through freshman college. I was a junior in college. <laughs> See, look, look, exactly. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're yeah. right. <laughs> damn, was it really that long? First of all, let's pause. Was Ten, it really that fucking long years ago? ago? Yes. God oh, shit, damn. Yeah. That long ago. There's but, some, yeah. My bad. She hasn't put out a greatest hits album yet, right? Um or did she I, I don't know. No, I don't know. I don't believe so. Because you wanna know why though? Destiny's Child has Des- has yeah. one album. Oh, that's right. Destiny's Child has, but you know what? I don't think that first of all no, she hasn't done a greatest hits album. Um, I think if she ever she ain't there yet, first of all. Like she hasn't retired, no shit like that. She's right? still in her thirties. So dog. she's still like, in her thirties. Right. So crazy. she has right, she's been killing it. Um, so yeah, but then what would it, even the greatest album we listen, we can't get into this. We already out. It would be two sided. It would it would be it would be so many songs. It would be so many songs. Cause she, cause she and also her fucking music is timeless. Mm. It's timeless. Here's the here's the thing. Beyonce doesn't need a greatest hit album. You know mm. what I mean? I feel like greatest greatest hit album is to remind us of how great a person mm. is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like she's so relevant consistently, and all of her hits still bang today. Like Crazy in Love comes on, and everybody goes crazy. Regardless, Formation comes on, everybody goes crazy. And so, like Beyonce existing is the greatest hit. Like we're, you know what mm. I mean? Like we're still Damn. listening to all of the hits on the daily so like a greatest hit album would just make her feel like washed up and she's never gonna be that yeah i wouldn't be surprised if you don't get a greatest hit album because she's like in her kids i think i'll wait another 15 years well that's cool i'm gonna still be listening in listen i listen to all that stuff now well i'm always stuck on older music anyway like i don't really like this new stuff but Dang, though. I don't know what happened. But that says a lot about, I I feel like that says a lot about her music, the fact that I'm like, dang, was it really that long ago? Because that's proof of the the timelessness of her music. It's timelessness of art. We've grown up with her. I fucking grew up with her. Since she was a kid and a teenager. And so, like, we're all younger than her. So when we were listening to music, amongst all the other artists that have come and gone and are still relevant, Beyonce has been there the entire time. Facts. Not even in the shadows. Yep. Facts. Doing her thing. Well, I think that's a good way to end. Yes. Actually, I 
want to say one thing Which from this uh, Black Girls Rock book, oh. I mean? <laughs> which is pictures of all of the people and that her. the article is about, and they're just all gorgeous. Um, <laughs> I got it from my local library. <laughs> um, <laughs> so there's a quote that I came across by Kathy Hughes, who is a businesswoman and founder of Radio One and TV One. And she said, the more you build, the more you can be of assistance to other individuals. Thanks. And I feel like all that we were talking about with Beyonce and her team and her squad and bringing in all these dope black artists and the spirit of an HBCU to build, grow, um, and nurture young black minds. Um, yeah, the more that you take in and water your seeds, the more you can... Um, grow your garden and help people learn how to grow their own gardens beautiful oh my god that was so nice <laughs> that was good that thank was kathy nice. hughes say garden again garden Ooh. Oh. <laughs> say it again no say it again okay garden <laughs> <laughs> we had like a little lion king moment um well i think yeah like ugh. i just want to give a big shout out to bay Hey, bae. Because things, that documentary, Homecoming, allowed conversations like this to happen, which in turn allows us to build from here. Boom. Right? So keep growing your own gardens. Wait, double back. Keep mm -hmm. planting the seeds. Mm -hmm. Water keep, that shit. Keep watering it. But don't over Talk water to your, your plants. <laughs> yeah don't yeah listen to mendisa because you know <laughs> you know put play, plant your seeds water your garden watch your garden grow um and and let's just continue to be powerful resilient beautiful um you know loving and culture celebrating people um because i don't think there's I, I just love my people. That's all I have to say is I really do love my people. It's a big reason why I started um, started this show. So I am humbled to have this conversation. And I'm excited that we did this. This is this was a good conversation. Hey, yo, you finna go home and watch it some more? I'm going to go home and go the fuck to sleep. I kid you not. But I'm yes, going to wake up in the morning and turn the apple on. <laughs> 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 I'm going to wake up in the morning and blast the album because... Because the so the first thing I do in the morning, you guys, um, after I brush my teeth, of course, is I play a song that can kind of wake me up, and it's always like a kind of a badass song, right? So this morning, the song that I chose was "I Be On." No, baby, oh. no, baby, no, baby. I mean, that came later, mm. but the song that I chose was, um, I think it's called "I Be On," right? Yeah, no, I've been on. Oh, by Bay, y'all go listen to that. Actually, wait, 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 hold on. If y'all listen to this at night, you wait until you wake up in the morning, Ooh. and you turn on Homecoming Live. I'm listening to. <laughs> I listen to it on title, but wherever you wherever <laughs> you have your your Homecoming Live, because I support Black businesses, I listen to title, and go straight to number ten track. I've been on. And tell me, tell <laughs> me how me the, listen, <laughs> tell me how the rest of your day go. Fuck that. Tell me how the rest of your week go. Ooh. Can't nobody tell you nothing after you get done playing that song. I'm just saying. Mm. It's a wrap. Okay. In closing. Okay. Jamal, you have anything in closing to say? 
Uh, talented people. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I hope you got your fist up. <laughs> uh, of course I did. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I needed to know. Well, thank you guys so much for listening again. This was episode 11 of Living Millennial Podcast. Uh, we appreciate you guys. Continue to support and listen. Tell your friends. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Living Millennial PC and Facebook at Living Millennial Podcast. Peace and blessings. Lift every voice and sing <laughs> to let the harmony of liberty. Okay, I quit. I quit. Bye. We are living millennial. All right, friends, that's our show. Tune in next time. Hey, more to come. More, more, more to come. Be sure to subscribe to our show. Follow us on IG and tell us what you think.